Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello and welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and I thought this would be a great time to talk about cervical spine clearing tests since we've just gone through this whole segment on shoulders and we still have a lot on shoulders to come. We have a specialist who will be talking about uh, shoulder instability. We also have Lenny McCrina who will be talking about uh, shoulder impingement and some uh, instability questions and all kinds of other questions. And so I thought we would take some time today and discuss cervical spine clearing this is something that I have a passion for. I really have done a lot of it. And I've also done some research with Huston University and their physical therapy group regarding a special test that I developed. Um, they've named it after me, but it's never really been published only because I don't have the time. So if anybody out there has any interest in expanding on this research study that I have done and uh, this new special test that works very, very well for me, um, please uh, get in touch with me. Uh, message me, go to my get in touch page on uh, orthoevalpal.com and uh, let's talk because I'd really like to see this um, get published at some point in the future. And uh, I think it'd be really cool, but I'll be talking about this toward the end of the podcast today. So let me talk a little bit about my experience with uh, cervical spine clearing. I have, it, it really started with uh, when I was a young therapist, and and again, this is where um, a lot of experience and, and trials with patients have really uh, come to help me sort these things out with patients. So we used to get a lot of referrals for rhomboid pain or levator scapulae syndrome and uh, things of that sort. And so we used to treat, you know, upper trapezius problems, levator scapulae, rhomboid issues, and we treat them and treat them and treat them and when I was a young therapist 25 years ago, we, we would do that and treat it as a soft tissue injury. And come to find out when we started tractioning these folks, they started to have much less discomfort in their levator scapulae or medial border of the scapula and uh, sometimes a decrease in anterior chest pain. And so that brought some interest as far as doing more cervical spine clearing. And I started doing that. Well, as part of the cervical spine clearing, not only did we do reflex testing, sensation testing and manual muscle testing, but we did some special tests and uh, did some neurologic exam uh, a little bit to help tease out some other problems. And in my experience, we've, we've, caught people who've had MS, severe central cord stenosis, transverse myelitis, and many other upper motor neuron type lesions that really had gone missed until they met with, with myself or some of our staff. And so what I want to talk today about is my five-step process on how I like to evaluate the upper extremity and cervical spine. I'll talk about some of these things and I am sure I'm going to be doing more podcasts about these because I want to break them down a little bit more. And as a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to be doing a little educational lecture uh, at a local uh, veterans uh, clinic and uh, talking to the medical providers on how to properly neurologically evaluate patients um, just so that we don't miss some of these underlying issues. So first thing, I keep a reflex hammer in my pocket constantly. So I always plan on doing neurologic testing with my patients. But the first thing I start with is I start with asking very relevant questions. So if somebody comes in with a shoulder problem, neck problem, uh, chest pain, scapular discomfort, I ask the questions like, are you having pain going down your arm? Do you have tingling going down your arm? Is it both arms or just one side? 
Um, how is sleeping? Usually patients who have some cervical spine dysfunction say, I, I can't sleep very well until I position my neck in the, just the right position. And oftentimes they think they have a shoulder problem or they think they're having a heart attack when really they're having some nerve root compression in the cervical spine. So I ask those types of questions to kind of feed into if this is a radiculopathy type of problem or not. So I then, number two, will lead into reflexes. So I continue talking to the patient and asking them questions and give, getting a little history about them while I'm doing their reflex testing. So I always do the biceps C5, the brachioradialis C6, and the triceps C7. I try to get the patient to be as relaxed as possible. Um, I'm a big advocate of using a reflex hammer that has some weight to it. Um, the lighter the hammer, the softer the rubber, uh, the less reflex you'll get. So remember, the whole idea behind getting um, a good reflex or identifying the reflex is to strike the tendon with some good force and let your reflex hammer bounce off of that tendon. So I put my thumb on the um, biceps tendon distally. I strike my thumb really hard. I also do the brachioradialis and get that arm in a really relaxed position. And then I put the arm in a relaxed position for the triceps. Now, I'm going to put a link to how I test this, uh, and I'll have some videos for you uh, through our YouTube channel, and I'll put that in the show notes so you can just click on those, go to those videos, and I explain a little in a little more detail on a real patient um, about how I like to do reflex testing. So C5, C6, C7. When I do reflex testing, I don't only look to find a reaction like the arm moving, but I'm looking for, is it hypo or hyperreflexive? Um, I look for symmetry. So this morning, I evaluated a gentleman who had a severe C7 herniated disc. He had zero reflexes for C5, C6, C7. So I couldn't use that as, as part of my reflex testing or part of my evaluation. Um, so just because they don't have reflexes doesn't mean anything. Just because a person is hyper-reflexive doesn't mean anything. But you need to turn on the red light and start thinking about underlying issues if they are hyper-reflexive and if they are hyper-reflexive bilaterally. So when it comes to cervical spine clearing, I'm looking for asymmetry. Okay, that's the big thing. So get to the videos and watch that and I'll explain all of that in more detail. Next thing I like to do, sensation testing. So I start at the cervical spine. I work my way down the deltoids, uh, C5, and then the lateral side of the hands and thumb, C6, the dorsal part of the ind or, uh, middle fingers, C7, the lateral side of the pinkies uh, are C8, and then I go up the uh, medial side of the forearm for uh, T1, and I always test uh, the sensation and a little loss sensation, I really don't worry about too much. But when we get into number three here next, um, or number four, it is manual muscle testing. Okay, so when I test manual muscle testing, if I find some weakness, especially if it's asymmetrical, I really am more worried about that because more likely they have some nerve damage or some significant nerve root compression as a result of, of that. So what I do is I start with uh, testing their intrinsics, T1. I do the OK sign for C8. I then do the triceps for C7, wrist extension for C6. I like to do biceps, and I also do supination separately for C5. And um, that really helps to isolate those most common areas of uh, dysfunction. If somebody is having a hard time shrugging, that's C3, C4. And uh, you really need to um, take a deep look at this patient if they have some weakness there. I've only had one patient with that. I do have a a picture of that in um, one of my uh, 
Facebook pages, and uh, it's a very interesting nerve injury there. So I do manual muscle testing. Now, one of the things I like to do while I do this manual muscle testing is something called the marquee maneuver. This was uh, named after me through Hassan University when I did my uh, cervical spine uh, study with them. I collected some data, and uh, they uh, went ahead and put it all together. So when you do special testing which is number five. Let's talk about that. Let's go to special testing. So you know how you do the cervical spine compression test. I've done it. It can cause some neck pain. It can cause some radicular pain, but it really doesn't tell you what level it's at. Okay. Then you do a Sperling's test. You laterally flex them, you rotate them, and you extend them to that side that closes the frame and it compresses the facet joints. And if you have a large herniated disc, it'll cause some irritation there and give you some radiculopathy. So it doesn't really isolate of those three things what the problem is, but it does help to tell you that it is a cervical spine problem. Okay. And the other thing it doesn't tell you is what level it's at, okay? So then what I do is I, I then will check um, what we call the marquee maneuver. And uh, I am going to do a full video on this. I'm not going to explain it in today's uh, podcast, but I will put that up. And then as soon as I get the link to it, I'm going to uh, put it uh, on this podcast and then you can uh, get to it. And it's also going to be in my uh, YouTube page really soon. When it comes to special testing, I also love to add the Hoffman's test. The Hoffman's test is where you get the patient to a relaxed position. You flick the end of the middle finger, you flick the nail, and you look for flexion of the forefinger and thumb, and they kind of will vibrate a little bit toward each other. Um, and so that would be a Hoffman's test. Now, if somebody comes in and they're already hyperreflexive, upper and lower extremities, it's possible they could have a positive Hoffman. Some people are just strung together tightly neurologically. Okay. Um, but I do check it because if it's positive, I have to start thinking upper motor neuron lesion. If somebody has a positive Hoffman's, they have hyperreflexia. I go right down and I do a Babinski sign. And I also have a video on that, uh, which I will add to our, uh, to our list on the uh, show notes. So if uh, I find these underlying upper motor neuron lesion problems, I then contact the physician. We try to get them over to a neurologist and or physiatrist and uh, try to sort those things out. So I see a tremendous number of cervical spine dysfunction. I don't treat levator scapula syndrome anymore. I don't treat rhomboid issues anymore. And I don't treat um, very many upper trapezius problems unless it's uh, like a trigger point problem or a severe strain of some sort. I will tell you, many, many nerve root compression problems cause medial scapular discomfort. And the gentleman I saw this morning had significant anterior shoulder pain. He was 42 years old. When I tested his triceps, he had nothing and um, couldn't give me any resistance whatsoever. But his reflexes were uh, null and void uh, throughout. And he did have loss of sensation around the C7 region. So, um, we tractioned his neck. He had significant relief, but as soon as we let him go, his pain was actually worse than it was um, than when we tractioned him, than prior to tractioning him. So don't forget your cervical spine clearing. I know I went through a lot of stuff here with you. I'm developing uh, the ultimate shoulder guide that's going to be coming out to help clear up some of the uh, cervical spine clearing when we are evaluating shoulders. I have some great videos on this stuff, so make sure you go over to OrthoValPal and uh, with Paul Marquis on our YouTube page, and I'll have some links in the show notes for you. But please don't forget cervical spine clearing. Uh, and if you have any questions, please let me know. Again, 
Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Uh, this has been great. I've uh, really enjoyed myself. We have some uh, guest speakers coming on, and uh, hopefully we'll continue doing that uh, throughout uh, 2018. And uh, the success with this has been great so far, so let's keep it rolling. And uh, please um, go to iTunes, like, review, and uh, rate our program. That would be very helpful and uh, greatly appreciated. So again, my name is Paul Markey. Thanks again for being with me. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.